Amen. I'm ready to go to work. We're going to work this word. Praise God. Hallelujah. God's got a blessing with your name on it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That song says that we're going to encourage you. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right. Believe right and see good. I want to continue with that today. Praise God. We're going to dive right into this thing. Amen. There's a difference between um, the lights under the worship and the lights under the teaching. There's a difference between old covenant living and new covenant living. Okay. In um, old covenant living, in order to see the blessings of God, you had to do right. You had to keep the commandments. You had to keep the law. There was the big ten, the ten commandments, but then there were, um, in total, those weren't the only uh, commandments of the law. There were uh, 613 laws. And if you didn't see the blessings of God, what you do is you would see what what area of life that you may be missing it, or, 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 or how, I should say, how you're, or where you're missing it. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. You, you want to see where you're missing it if you're not experiencing the blessing of God, if you're not experiencing the favor of God under the old system of the law. Okay, you got that? So when, when you're not experiencing experiencing blessing in your life, you look to see where you're missing it. But that's not new covenant living. In new covenant living, you don't look to see where you're missing it. You're blessed because of what Jesus has done for you. you you're, you're right with God. See, your love, God's love for you is not based on, on your performance and how you live. So in the new covenant, you're blessed because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. He finished the work. And that's very important for you. And this is the, the part uh, that, or this is what we really want to drive home. And like I said last week, we're going to, I'm, I'm approaching this like a surgeon. I want to really drill down and make sure you really understand. Uh, and when you understand this, that when you believe right, when you believe the right thing. See, a lack of blessing is not because, in the new covenant, is not because of, of what you do or how you perform. Okay? A lack of blessing in the new covenant is because of unbelief or not believing right. There's two things that cause us to reign in life. Romans 5.17 says, those who receive, lambano, seize upon, lay a hold of, that's what that word uh, receive means in the Greek, lambano in the Greek, lay a hold of, everybody say lay a hold of, seize upon. So what are we supposed to seize upon? The abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Doesn't it make sense that, that those are the areas that, that 
Satan tries to attack the most. He wants, he wants you to believe that you're right with God, righteousness, right with God, because of what you do. And if you do wrong, you're not right with God. See, so when you start talking about you're right with God apart from your performance, apart from your behavior, the devil really fights that. And he has preachers fighting that. See? And, and another thing he fights is grace. Oh, you're preaching grace too much. You, you're preaching too much grace. Well, if you're going to reign in life, you need to receive the what? Too much grace. <laughs> huh? What does abundance mean? Abundance means, I mean, you, you can't hear too much of it. Because, I mean, grace is a person. The law came through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Grace is a person. Grace, his name is Jesus. How do people have a problem with Jesus? Like, Preaching too much Jesus is a problem? Talking about what he has done for us on the cross and that our blessings come because of Jesus? Amen. I could meddle here, but I'm not. Because we want to stick, stick to this because... We want to drill down here. I want you to understand that this is how you reign in life, by receiving the abundance of grace, the gift of righteousness. So wouldn't, wouldn't it make sense why the devil would attack these areas? Huh? Well, Pastor, move on to something else. There is nothing else. There's nothing else but Jesus. Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I used to think that that was um, preaching the cross was the ABCs. Then I learned it was the whole alphabet. <laughs> now, talked about that. We reign in life by receiving two things, the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. Okay. Righteousness is not a gift that is received, or excuse me, righteousness is not earned, it's a gift that is received. Today under grace, if there's a lack of blessing in your life, it's not because of a lack of devotion, it's not because of a lack of commitment, it's not because of a lack of holiness, this is just another, in other words saying what I already shared, it's because of a lack of belief. Amen. If you believe right, you're going to see good in your life. When you believe this, you're in a position to receive all of God's love, his promises, and all of his blessings. Thank you, Lord. Now, uh, I'm going to call your attention. I don't think I have this. Uh, I don't think I pulled this up. Okay. Now, Romans 1.17, it's very important that you understand this. You can look at this in Young's literal translation. Um, now, the scripture I went to or the translation I read from last week was the New English translation, Romans 1.17. 
and I don't believe that's in your notes for this week, but I want you to make note of that. If you have the Bible app on your um, mobile devices, you can look this up in the, N the NET or the Young's Literal because it appears, though, in the New King James when it says that the just shall live by faith, it's just talk it, 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 it could lead you to believe, which I used to believe that that's talking about um, like living by faith is like just walking in faith, like believing you're healed. And, and, and now you're supposed to believe that, okay? But I'm talking about in the context what this verse is talking about. It's not talking about believing for healing or believing for prosperity or believing for family to be restored or whatever. This is talking about the righteous by faith will live. This is talking about faith righteousness, believing every day that you are right with God because just believing that you are right with God because of Jesus. The New English translation says, for the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. I love that because if you go back to Romans um, 1.16, it says, um, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who, be everyone who believes. Okay, it's the power of God. So how do you activate this power in your life? Believing. See, everything that you experience in this new covenant is because of believing. Amen. It's the gospel, the good news, say the good news, is the power of God. For salvation, for deliverance, preservation, healing, Safety, soundness, prosperity, amen, to everyone who believes. Then verse 17 says, for in it, the gospel, talking about the gospel is the power of God, in the gospel, righteousness is revealed. So, if righteousness is not being revealed, the gospel is not being preached. All right, so NET says, For the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous by faith will live. You see the different twists? Instead of, like, the just shall live by faith. Okay, we live our lives by faith. We got faith for healing and just faith, just general, just faith. Now, we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, now that's applicable to, okay, when your body feels sick, I'm living by faith. I believe I'm well. But see, but there's a foundation for why you can be healed. And the foundation for all of the blessings, healing, prosperity, follow me, the foundation for all of the, all of the blessings in life 
is believing that you're righteous by faith. That's the primary thing that you should believe as a Christian is that you are righteous by faith. Faith righteousness, in other words, and this is what this verse is saying. The righteous by faith, that's you, will live. Well, everybody lives. <laughs> so it's not talking about just living. Everybody lives. Okay? See, he that believes passed from death to life. Okay? That's talking about believing in Jesus for your salvation. But the people that pass from death to life, they're living. They're not physically dead, they're just spiritually dead. Now, spiritual death has uh, byproducts. All of, see, all of the, like, sickness and poverty, all that stuff, all the negative stuff in life came as a result of the spiritual death of Adam when he ate of the tree and he died instantly spiritually. God said, the day that you eat, you will surely die. But he went on living hundreds of years. So what was he talking about? Spiritual death. And, and poverty didn't come into this world until he died spiritually. Sickness didn't come into the world until he died spiritually. Okay? <coughs> now, Romans 8 says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. See, there's a law of sin and death. But the good news is we have a spirit of life in Christ Jesus that's made us free. Our spirit's been reborn. We're free from the law of sin and death. Now, I said all that to you to say this, that there's more to death than, than physical death. See, there's death and life. In the old covenant, God said, I, I, I said before you, Life and death, blessing and cursing, choose life. Choose life. Everybody say, choose life. Now, the people that he was talking to was living. <laughs> so what I submit to you is like when he's talking about living, he's talking about living the God kind of life. So the righteous by faith shall live the God kind or the God quality of life. This life that he's talking about when he's talking about passing from death to life. Slow down, Pastor. Slow, slow down. Okay. So passing from death to life, the word life is zoe. In the Greek, it means the God kind or the God quality of life. So when you see death, it's not just talking about physical death. It's all kinds of death. It's Spiritual death, and as a result of spiritual death, poverty came. Okay? Sickness came. So, when you see life, it's not just talking about living. This is talking about the God quality of life. Jesus came that you might have life. The people he was talking to were living. <laughs> but... 
He came that you might have life. Okay? That zeroes out, that eliminates the effects of death that came into the world, like sickness and poverty. You can live above sickness, above poverty, that you have victory, that you're more than a conqueror. Thank you, Jesus. So the righteous, so who's going to experience this God quality of life? Those who believe that they're righteous by faith. In other words, faith righteousness. The righteous by faith will live. And so every day, you need to lay a hold of the fact that you're righteous by faith. Because there's all kind of stuff that will try to remind you that you're not righteous. Your thoughts, oh, you shouldn't have had that bad thought. Where, the, where, where does that come from? The accuser of the brothers. Oh, you shouldn't have had that bad thought. See, we, we've got things that go on in our lives that remind, that try to remind you that you're not right with God, that there's something wrong with you. The devil will always try to remind you. And if you're married, your spouse will remind you that you have, <laughs> you have faults, <laughs> you have shortcomings and, and failures. And, and, and that, that will show you how much, you know, how God is. He's not human. How many of you know that people can remind you of stuff and won't let it go? They'll reach way back. And they'll... they'll They'll go back in history. How many of you are glad that God doesn't do that? See, man, when you taste and see the, the goodness of God, man, how he just eliminates all your sin. He did that on the cross, and then he doesn't remind you of it. You get a fresh start with him. He don't say, well, you remember you always act like that. God don't do that. Thank you, Jesus. He knows what you did. He's going to tell you when you're naughty and nice. No. He's not counting your sins and checking them twice. He forgets. I mean, he doesn't hold it against you. Thank you, Lord. So the righteous by faith shall live. You should have that, have that by now. Amen. Do you understand what that means now? On three occasions in the New Testament, it says the just shall live by faith. And what that means is the righteous by faith will live. Hallelujah. If you believe, another way of saying it, if you, if you believe that you're the righteousness of God, then by faith you will live. So we need to proclaim that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, especially when you sin. And, and your mind is telling you you're not right. No, I'm righteous by faith. Like, 
that's the time when you know you got it, when you don't feel righteous because of something you did or because of a bad thought. That's the, that, that, that will tell you whether or not you really believe it's true. That's the time to lay a hold of it and believe that you're, no matter how you feel about yourself, you are the righteousness of God. Okay. Faith, watch this. Faith is not about denying your reality, but acknowledging God's reality. It's, it's not about denying a, a bad situation. Anybody ever face bad stuff? See, faith is not about denying what is. It's not about pretending. Well, you just pretending. No, you're acknowledging God's reality. How are you going to believe you're righteous when you sin? You just, no, you, you, you denying reality. No, I'm not, I'm not denying that I sin, but I'm acknowledging God's reality that all my sins have been forgiven on the cross. I'm acknowledging God's reality that it is a reality that I am righteous. I am not what I've done. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That's my, not my identity. I had a bad action. I sinned. I made a mistake. But that's not who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you, Lord. God's reality. Faith is about acknowledging that God's reality is the true reality. Even though, even though it is unseen at the moment. Faith deals with the unseen. Just because something is unseen doesn't mean it's not real. Okay, now let's, let's, let's break this down. Now here we're, shift, we're shifting here. We, we talked about believing that you're righteous by faith. Now we're just talking about general faith, okay? Faith is not denying reality. It's acknowledging God's reality. When your body... Look sick. You're not saying, I'm not sick. You say, I believe I'm well. God's reality says that I am well. See, I'm not denying the facts, but it's a, it's a fact that I am sick, but that fact is not the truth. God's reality is the truth. And in God's reality, I'm well. I was healed 2,000 years ago. And the moment I embrace that, I begin to experience healing in my body. Wow. Well, okay, I embrace that, but I'm still sick. Keep the switch of faith on. And keep declaring the reality Huh? Thank you, Lord. Just go on about your business. I believe I'm well. Faith brings what already exists in the invisible realm into the visible realm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's, let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 418, while we look 
Everybody say, everybody say, just because something's unseen doesn't mean that it's not real. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Hold up, that doesn't even make sense. See, faith doesn't make sense. How, do you, how are you going to look at something that's not seen? Stop somebody on the street say, look at that thing that's not seen. Makes no sense. The only way that you can, there's only one way you can do this is by faith. But it tells us uh, something very important, that the things that are not seen, it doesn't say that it doesn't exist. It's just not seen in the natural. doesn't say it doesn't exist. See, we're, we're not talking about stuff, something that just, well, we're just not pretending. Well, I'm healed. And then you have no foundation. You, you need to have a foundation for healing. You need to know what the foundation is. It's just not going to just magic. It's not going to magically appear. Well, well, I'm going to. If I just keep saying it, just somehow I'm going to be healed. Because pastors say I just keep saying it, and then it's just going to just pop in out of nowhere. This doesn't come out of nowhere. Come from somewhere. I'm teaching here, but it, but see, we, we we look we look we don't look at the things that are seen in the natural. We look at the things which are not seen, for, but the things which are are, are seen. Your sickness, that poverty, the difficult situation that you're facing, I want to encourage somebody right now, whatever you're going through and dealing with, I declare to you by the word of God, you're not listening to this by accident, they are temporary, which means they're subject to change. It's going to change while you look at the right thing. You got to look at what's not seen because the things that are not seen, the Bible says, are what? They are eternal. In other words, they're not subject to change. Call your attention back to Romans 5, 17. Those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. The primary use of faith in your life as a believer should be for righteousness. Faith Righteousness. I'm going to say it again. Say faith, righteousness. So no matter what you're going through, believe that you're righteous despite of the contrary evidence of the senses. Listen to this. When you confess you're righteous, you're not making yourself righteous. You already are. You're righteous whether you confess it or not. The song we, we, we sing, uh, being aware of, uh, talking about being aware of your presence. Let us become more aware of your presence. You know when you wake up in the morning, you're brushing your teeth, and you feel sleepy, and you, you're kind of trying to shake the sleep off? You're, you, you're in the presence of God right then. Now, uh, uh, religious people have, will have a problem with that because they want to have seminars and show you how seven steps into the presence. No, Jesus collapsed the steps. Jesus collapsed all, you know what I mean, to collapse them? Ain't no steps. We're already, we're there. We're, you know, what, whether you, you, feel, you might be feel, feel sleepy and while I'm preaching, about ready to fall out of your chair, but you are still in, you're in the presence of God right then. <clears throat> so, so the key is being more aware being more aware that you're in the presence of God. When you don't feel right, when you don't feel, that's the time when you need to, 
need to believe that you're in the presence of God and be conscious. Look, I'm in the presence of God. Huh? If you just slap somebody, <laughs> I'm, you're in the presence of God, even while you slapped them. Oh, daggone, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have slapped that person. Huh? <laughs> Get mad at somebody, throw something at them. And right then, you're in the presence of God. Right then, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. So you be aware that you're in God's presence. Be aware that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Right after you had that argument with your spouse. See, that's when, so remember that. The next time that you're in a conflict with somebody and heated words are being exchanged, next time that happens, practice your righteousness. You said something you shouldn't have said. Right then, I'm saying I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Now, it's not going to feel right. It's not going to feel right saying it. I'm talking about practical right now. This is people. Well, pastor, not being practical. This is practical. Because all the time, every day, we're going to experience emotions and and times when we don't feel like we're righteous. But you are. So become righteous consciousness. You're righteous whether you confess it or not. So when you say I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, it, it's, it's not to become righteous, but because we are righteous. See, we, we don't confess that to, to become righteous. We already are. So we confess it because that's who we are. But religion will try to tie righteousness to your behavior. But we're separating that out. Okay, it has nothing to do with your behavior. Can you say amen? I'm going to say it again. The devil wants to attack this teaching because he knows this is how you're going to reign. And there's that word again, life. No way I got four minutes left. I got to go a little further today. Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I had a dream that I preached for a very, very long time. It may, be, it may manifest today. I mean, I just went for a long time, man, and, and I wasn't even aware, man. Praise God. Now, faith... Watch this. Okay. Faith brings what already exists in the invisible, invisible realm. That's the realm of God, the spirit realm, into the visible realm. So faith brings into reality what's in the spirit realm, into the, the, the natural realm. Okay, that's where you, you want to experience it, right? You, you don't want it always in the spirit realm. You want to experience healing in your body. Thank you, Lord. So, man, I'm telling you what, when you sit and listen to this teaching like this, and then when you feed yourself the Word of God, all of a sudden you're going to wake up one morning, or you're going to walk, go to work one time, you're going to look, you're going to look around, you're going to feel around on your back or whatever, and you're like, you know what, I'm healed. 
you know what? I don't need that cane no more. Huh? When you still believe, see, don't coddle sickness. The devil will try to make you think, well, you're going to have to walk with that cane the rest of your life. Well, you know, you can manage with that as long as you got that. No, believe that you believe that you're right. I'm the righteousness of God, therefore, blessings are on my head, which includes healing. See, that's why. See, blessings. Psalm says, Psalms. Are, I, think, I think it's Proverbs. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Thank you, Lord. Say, blessings are on my head. All right, now watch this. How do we release these blessings of God? Now, this is going to reveal why some, some of you are not experiencing the blessings of God, because you, you release the blessings of God into your life by believing and speaking. Believing and speaking. The Bible calls this the spirit of faith. What does it mean to have the spirit of faith? We're going to look at David. David had the spirit of faith. David said, and since we have the same spirit of faith, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Excuse me, as Paul said this, but you know what? He's quoting David. Paul said this. He's quoting David from Psalm 116.10. He said, since we have the same spirit of faith. Everybody say spirit of faith. According to what is written, and it's written over there in Psalm 116.10. David said this. I believe and therefore I spoke. We believe, also. We believe and therefore speak. See, what you believe, you need to speak it out of your mouth. Okay, David said this, okay? Paul's quoting from who? From David. Okay, what, so what kind of faith did David have, have when he faced Goliath? He didn't go by what he saw, this tower, towering giant. He didn't look at his, he didn't look at the giant. He didn't look at his, his small physical uh, or, or his physique. Versus how big the giant was. He didn't look at his lack of skills. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I will strike your behind and take your head from you. See? He didn't look at his limited skills. He didn't look at his small physique. Instead, he had the spirit of faith which enabled him to say, you know, it, it enabled him to face this giant. The spirit of faith enabled him to say, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. And I'm going to strike you and take your head from you. He went on talking, this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. He Huh? He trash talking. Come on, somebody. Yeah, the spirit of faith. Now, he said this before the Goliath was defeated. See, you got to say this while the circumstance is staring you down and saying you're going to live the rest of your life with this sickness and disease and ain't nothing you can do about it. And that Goliath looked big. But you can't look at well, look at yourself. Look at yourself in the natural. No, you gotta 
call those things that do not exist. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's what, what uh, Abraham did. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, so the spirit of faith operates in this manner. I believe, and therefore I spoke. Or I speak. Say the spirit of faith operates in this manner. I believe, and I speak. See, you see when you see the word therefore, Going back to, um, and this is, this is a, right from 2 Corinthians 4.13. He said, I, uh, David, he's going to David and Paul. Paul quoting David, I believe and therefore I've spoken. We believe and therefore speak. I believe and therefore. When you see the word therefore, find out what is therefore. See, so you're not just speaking anything. You're speaking it. The word therefore is connected to your belief. I believe, and because of my belief is what I'm speaking. I'm speaking what I believe. No, I'm not going to be broke no more. It's just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if. It's only a matter of time. I'm just waiting for this to manifest in the natural. I'm laying a hold of what's in the spirit realm for me. Glory to God. I believe and therefore I speak. We're made in the image of God. And this is how God works. When God saw darkness in Genesis, you know, when he t- talks about creation, he didn't look out and say, Dad, gone is dark out here. No, he spoke forth light. He didn't speak what he saw, the darkness. He spoke what he wanted to see. That's not in the Bible to fill up pages. That shows us how the spirit of faith works. If you want, listen, the blessings of God to, uh, to, to manifest in your life, believe that they are yours. All the blessings of God, all the promises of God are yes and amen. If you want the blessings of God to manifest in your life, believe that they're yours because you are righteous in Christ and speak them forth. God, see, that's the nature of God. God speaks what he wants to see. He calls what is in the invisible realm into the visible realm. Now, some people don't see the blessings of God in their life because they believe the wrong thing. And they speak out what they believe. Man, I'm just so sick. Man, I'm just, man, I'm, I'm so broke I can't pay attention. Man, you know, I, I just, I'll tell you what. When it rains, what? It pours. If it, if it ain't one thing. <laughs> Y'all know what they say. Huh? See, that's believing wrong. That's not what the Bible says about me. If there's one thing, that's not in the Bible. <laughs> well, we're going to have to see, you know, we, no, we got to work this thing out. See, when you rest, God works. See, be, being in rest, see, the posture of rest is believing. 
We're resting in the finished work. We're trusting God to do it. Well, I believe God helped them to help themselves. The Bible don't say that. Benjamin Franklin said that. I said, Benjamin Franklin said that. God didn't say that. God helps the helpless. Lord, I'm telling you right now, I need your help. Every day I depend on you and need your help. Come on, man. So, so people, you know, they murmur and complain. Why, why do people murmur and complain? Because if you ever murmur and complain about something, it's because there's something you believe in wrong. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. You believe in the wrong thing. You, you believe in wrong. The Bible says do all things without murmuring and complaining. See, it's somewhere where you're not, you're not receiving the love of God. You got to switch that, flip that switch and let that love flow into your life. Huh? You can sit in the dark in your house all you want to. With all the lights off at night and sit there and complain about how dark it is. And all the while, Indiana and Michigan has pumped electricity into their house for all the light you need. So all you got to do is stop complaining about how dark it is and turn the daggone switch off. And that's how it is with the love of God. Let that love of God flow into your life. And when you understand how much God loves you, I'm telling you what, the murmuring and complaining will stop. But what people do when they, I mean, this is what, this is what I'm telling you. Y'all think I'm not teaching? I'm teaching here. Because when, when you get into these modes in your life, when you just own other stuff, so, and, and I, I see people, they get on other stuff. By the way they talk, and then they start talking crazy. And wait, wait a minute, this is not, you're righteous by faith. You're entitled to the blessings of God. But see, you, you got the switch off. This is not when you need it right here on Sunday morning. You need it in everyday life. When people are coming against you. Now the temptation is to blast them out on Facebook. You know, I got these people. They're coming against me. And I tell you what, I don't think it's right and blah, blah, Instead of just trusting God, just resting. I was like, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Next was, you know, like, right, let's, I'm not going to spend my time thinking about stuff I can't control, people I can't control, and letting people know about people that are coming against me. I don't really need to let somebody know. See, why do, why do we want to do that? Because we want to get some kind of affirmation. That some, oh, yeah, that is wrong what they did to you. And, and 15 people liked your post. And 15 people said, yeah, that's right. Then you get over there and, then, and preach them, yeah, wake yourself up. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. No weapon formed against me. Blessings on my head. So whatever it is, whatever the person did or whatever, that's on them. I'm going to pray for my enemies. You know why? Because, because no weapon formed against you should prosper. They got getting ready to get jacked up. That's why God tells you to pray for them. (laughs) 
They can't touch you, though. You understand? So why give them the time of day? In your thought life, all right? Man, I wanted to get some other stuff here, but it's that dream might be manifesting right now. People are murmuring and complaining because they believe the wrong things in their heart. See, Jesus said that that centurion in Matthew um, 8.13, as you have believed, so let it be done for you. I'm going to speak over you right now. We got five months left. I mean, we're up on August this week, right? Somebody said Thursday, August, September. Can you believe? Five more months. We're past the halfway point of 2019. Five more months left. But I want you to know, I want you to believe for big things for the rest of this year. Expect good things to happen to you in 2019, the rest of this year. Listen, this year, you're going to walk in favor, in the favor of God. And his goodness and his mercy will hunt you down all the days of the rest of this year. Psalm 23, 6, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. No matter what your 2019 has looked like up to this point, you can believe that you're headed to higher ground. You can believe that you're headed to a place of promotion because of God's favor on your life, because you are the righteousness of God by faith. You should wake up every morning expecting good things that happen to you. Abraham is another example of, of a man who had a, a spirit of faith. Man, we're going to talk about that. I, I can't really. I, I really wanted to get to something today. My goodness. Maybe I'll just give you a little bit. See, this is how to break. People think that you ought to preach sin as a minister. No, you preach the gospel. Preaching sin is not preaching the gospel. Because, see, when you, when you preach the gospel, when you preach the good news, you, you'll break free from the power of sin. I'm going to give you a little sneak peek. I'm going to give you a little preview. If you read, now, Romans 6 and Romans 7, I just can't, I can't help myself. I can't, I can't hold it. I got to tell you something that will, will just shut the mouth of I'm on, uh, every, everybody that has a challenge with this. Seem, seem like people really, word of faith people really have a problem with this. I'm word of faith, but they, people have a problem Many word of faith people have a problem with first down one nine. They feel like that you gotta confess every sin to be forgiven. And I'm gonna give you a, a slam dunk on that thing. Something to share, very simple. Everybody can understand it. And um and it'll just shut everybody's mouth about it. You ready? I'll give you a little preview next week. I want to deal with this. But I looked this up today. I wanted to count. I counted. Well, actually, I cheated a little bit. My Bible software counted. 
Thank God for these resources we have today, man. You don't have to spend your time counting. Man, you know the advantage we have now in, in this day and age? You realize, man, 30 years ago I had a couple of challenges. I mean, it took a long time to try to get an understanding of, I mean, to be able to search for things and, and be able to get definitions. Because 30 years ago, first of all, the first challenge, I'm five years old and it's a hard time reading. But the second challenge is you had this, this um, you had to go to a concordance, a big concordance. You had to go to the beginning and look up the word and go to the end and see the definition. And, 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 and man, you had to, that big, I still have it in my office, Strong's Concordance. You know, now you can just, on your phone, you can look that thing up. You can find out whether or not something's a noun or, or a verb. Everybody say noun and verb. And when you understand this, You'll, you'll understand sin in the Bible. Romans, if you read the book of Romans, chapter, which Paul's really giving um, these uh, Greeks a revelation of faith, I'm um, excuse me, a revelation of grace. And so in the sixth chapter of Romans and the seventh chapter, sin is mentioned 31 times. Okay, I want, you, I want to help you remember that. Who's number 31? Anybody wear number 31? I'm just to help you remember. Any sports people out there? Oh, Reggie Miller. That's a good one. So think about Reggie Miller. He wore number 31. So that'll help you understand. 31 times sin is mentioned. See, that's right, Pastor. We need to preach sin. But do you know how many times? Yeah, how many of you know that anybody was good in English? I was good in English. And one thing. Math, man, that was something else. But English, I was good. So, what's the difference between a noun and a verb? Hmm? So, so a noun, is noun is action? What is it? Person, place, or a thing, right? Is a noun something you do? Okay, okay. okay. 30 times out of the 31... The sin is mentioned. 30 times out of the 31 times sin is mentioned in Romans 6 and 7. You know how many times it's a noun? 30. Look it up. Take my word for it. It's the problem. You've been taking preacher's word for it. Look it up for yourself. 30 times. Okay? If you come, come back and say, no, it doesn't, then I'll tell you that... Um, you're incorrect. <laughs> you know how many times, one, one, only one time, it's a verb. Which is something you do. And I'll give you, I can, I'm not going to give you the 30, 31, I'll give you, I'll give you the one. It's Romans 6 and 15, where it says, when Paul was, he was addressing this thing because people w w was probably thinking, okay, he knew what they were thinking. Well, you know, we sin all we want because we're under grace. He said, no. What then? Shall we, shall we sin, verb, because we're not under the law? Certainly not. 
because we're not under, shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? He says, certainly not. Do you not know that, I will go to this one of these 30 times, this is now. Do you not know that whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves which you obey, whether sin noun? That's just one at a time. Now, read all the rest. Homework assignment. Read Romans 6 and 7 and read sin as a noun. It's every time except for that one time. That's the only time it's a verb in Romans 6, 15. Guess what? 1 John 1, 9, you think you got to confess. I'm telling you, in the context, this is written to unbelievers. You have unbelievers in church. I know, well, these letters are written to the church, but you got unbelievers in the church. And these Gnostics is, is the group of people that he's dealing with. Now, whether you believe that or not is immaterial. What I want you to see is that this, you don't have to talk about the Gnostics. You don't, but it's clear that 1 John 1, 9 is not written to the believer. Because sin there, if we confess our sin, it says sins, they're plural. But you know what it is? It's a noun. That's all I want you to hear. I just gave you some backdrop. But that word sin, the word sin, sins, is a noun. It's not a verb. So what does that tell you? Good in English, people? Now, what does it tell you? What does that tell you? So what are you talking about confessing your sins? That's the only verse in the Bible that people go to, we got to confess every sin to be forgiven. No, Jesus already forgave all our sin. Well, I still, you know, I'm just doing it to be safe. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I still confess. That, you, you, that, you take that verse, out. It is, it, it's not something you do. Anybody, am I making sense to anybody? Y'all may be thinking or whatever, but that's a great revelation. It is a noun. So what does that mean? He's talking about if you confess to unbelievers, if you confess that you have sin, the nature, then he's faithful and just to forgive you. See, you acknowledge the fact as a sinner that you are a sinner, that you have sin. He's talking about sin, that you have sins in your life. As you have sins as a nature, a noun. It's not a verb. How in the world are you going to confess every sin to be forgiven anyway, to become a Christian? No, you just acknowledge, man, this is good stuff. You just acknowledge that you are a sinner. I, I got sin. See, those Gnostics at the time, see, they didn't believe that there, there was such a thing as sin. No, you got sin, and you confess it. He's faithful and just to forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's what it's talking about. It's not talking about a believer going to confess every sin as a verb, something you do. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo, glory to God.